Hello and welcome to Too Fit to Be Tied. Where we talk about health from a variety of perspectives. Emotional health. Mental health. Physical health. And spiritual health. My name is Jerome. And I'm your co-host, Constance. Right, so today, Constance, on Too Fit to be Tied, what are we doing? Well, today is a really special day because in my mind, it's like go big or go home. Okay, did you make that? No, I did not make that up. You've never heard go big or go home? I just wanted to see if you were going to lie about it. No, I wasn't going to take credit. (laughs) Go big or go home. We have a guest and, you know, when we we have a guest, we have a guest. I mean, we don't, you know, we do it big here. Um, So we have Dr. Sherry Campbell, who is a psychologist who has written many, many books and has helped many, many people. Um, One of them is uh, my sister and her family. And I. Is your sister okay with people knowing that? Yes, I already called and asked. I just want to make sure I'm looking out for you. Uh, Yes, thank you for doing that. Um, So we have Sherry, who has done uh, way bigger podcasts and way bigger, um, you know, She's got media. A, she's got a Facebook page with 125,000 followers. Yeah, and she's on our show. And she's on our show. I know. I just, I don't, I think I just got past 200 Facebook friends <laughs> <laughs> during the pandemic with hard work. I had to work for that. I well, you know, she probably started at one herself. Okay. Uh, right. so, she, so there's hope. There's hope. Okay. There's hope. What we love about her is that she um, deals with toxic relationships, and that's kind of her segue um, into what she does. She's a, she's an amazing therapist. I've sat in on therapy with her, um, with my sister, and uh, she's got great advice. If anybody out there is dealing with anyone toxic, this is the woman to um, listen to. She's got great videos on her. She, all, well, she'll tell you about it. She'll tell you all about it. All right. You ready to bring her on? Are we ready? Yeah. We, are, we are ready. Okay. Ta- we're ready. Sherry, sure. tell us about okay. that book again. It sounded... Sounds pretty exciting. You, you said your favorite one is coming out in 2022? Yeah, my favorite book that I've probably ever written is coming out in 2022. And it's helping, you know, adult survivors uh, deal with societal shame. Uh, and then also like holidays and how you deal with that, people's uh, input on what you should do with your family. And so it goes through everything you go through in the aftermath when it's really not acceptable to be estranged, according to most people's value around family. Wow. Oh, oh, that's pretty interesting. I've, I've had conversations with lots of people about um, difficulties with holidays around, um, you know, getting together and what to do and if they should get together. So I'm going to be recommending that book to a number of people. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you. It's going to be great. I wish it was coming out sooner. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the publishing world isn't isn't fast world, but it's uh, it's definitely going to be the book of a lifetime for people like like me who have had to have this situation. There's many of us and it's a silent epidemic and it doesn't need to be. That's a great way to put it. Um, so Sherry, you and I know each other because, uh, my sister, uh, was, um, a client of yours or a patient of yours. And I used to come out to LA and sit in on sessions, which was always so fun for me. Um, because I got 
uh, love, I, I got advice from Sherry and my sister was paying for it. So it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't get any better it doesn't. than that. But it was so interesting because, you know, my sister said she found this therapist and she was first introduced to the idea of toxicity and having a toxic parent and being in a toxic relationship. Um, how did you find your niche and like what made you focus on toxicity in families and relationships? Because I feel like that's well, was, your niche. If, if I'm... Yes, it's my niche. Um, I um, was raised in a toxic family and the abuse uh, was, you know, co- covert, but like my mother was very charming in the world, but a home devil. So uh, and my father is very toxic as well. Usually you have one parent that's relatively healthy and one that's toxic, and then everyone functions in a codependency. But I had both parents toxic. And both parents married four times each. So wow. um, for me, it got to a point where I wasn't going to be able to be healthy or happy had I stayed connected. And letting go was horrifying and scary and painful and lonely and all the things. But... I could not find myself unless I got out and it became my niche. Now I, I probably first got passionate about toxic people cause I married one. I was still connected to my family, uh, knowing they frustrated me, but not recognizing the abuse until I had children. I started reading about parenting and the other things. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I never got any of that. And it is a little weird that they married four times each. And it's a little weird that I was physically abused. And it's a little weird that, you know, my mother made me feel like she hated me my whole life. All that's like not normal. And none of my friends had these issues uh, like I did. And so they were good barometers, you know, as well. So going into a PhD program, marrying somebody very toxic, and then having a child really kind of woke me up to the toxicity and I tried to confront it. I tried to communicate about it. I tried to find connection, like we could heal it. And that's not possible. I tried every way I knew how. And so I eventually down the road, right over time with a cumulative effect of pain, I had to cut ties. So Sherry, you have, you have no, you have no contact at all whatsoever to both of your parents. Is that right? Yep. Zero. Yeah. I mean, they, well, I put a stop to it this year, but my mother at, at one point for several years was sending out gifts, but the gifts were sent broken uh, and or incomplete. Wow. Wow. That's a, so, that sends a message. So. Oh, yes, it does. And it's deniable by her. Mm-hmm. So oh. I'm trapped both ways. If I send it back, right, and I say it's missing pieces, then she got me to contact her and then... Or I send it back broken, and she says I broke it. Wow. Wow, that's, that's so pretty. So I, I just don't. Mm-hmm. So I sent her a note this year because uh, she did this. She abused me through my daughter this year for my daughter's 16th birthday. She basically gave her what would be equivalent to a Tiffany necklace but took all the Tiffany's off. <laughs> wow. Wow. So yeah. what advice would you give to someone who's in a toxic relationship and they don't know where to start? Therapy. You know, start in therapy, go and ask questions, uh, read books on, on who or what you may think is toxic. If it's a boyfriend, start there. That's where I started. And then it led me all the way back to how did I choose this guy? Why did I, why did I find him attractive? Um, because he was neglectful and passive aggressive and unwilling to communicate. And that's exactly how I was raised. And, 
Um, the thing about a book is a book, and also, clearly I'm an author and I believe in them, but the book can't talk back to you, uh, right? Okay. So it can give mm-hmm. you great information, but it can't really make you look in the mirror hmm. uh, with someone on the other side of you really saying, well, what about this? <clears throat> you can read all the books in the world, including mine, and you'll get a lot of help and you'll have a lot of skills, but uh, to have that support and to some confirm for you that you know, what you're reading in the book is real because what abusers don't feel is like, well, is my abuse valid enough to cut ties? What's valid enough? It's normal to take your kids through multiple divorces and marriages. Molestation, sadly, is very normalized in our families anymore. <clears throat> so what, what is considered uh, abusive enough to cut ties? I answer that in, in my book in 2022, so I'm not going to give you the answer today. <laughs> <laughs> we got to wait. <laughs> good good move. Wait. So you know what yeah. I liked about the book, But It's Your Family, is that it really, you know, you, you laid it out by just kind of simply saying toxic family members or toxic relationships. And it was easy to wrap your brain around because you can understand toxic people. We all have dealt with toxic people. Can you tell me the difference between somebody with um, – borderline personality disorder and a narcissist versus just plain toxic? Well, let's get into this. So the reason I use toxic is because if you have one of the cluster B personality disorders, such as borderline or narcissistic, you have characteristics of all five. Okay. So if you're borderline, then you're going to have characteristics of narcissism, histrionics, dependent and antisocial personality disorder. So if you want to adjust the difference between a borderline and a narcissist is a borderline has a little more insight. Um, they have a harder time letting go. They have bigger abandonment wounds. Um, and they, if you cut ties with a borderline, they will set the rest of their life in an agenda to torture you, which is what my mother does. Whereas my dad is more narcissistic. So if I cut ties with him, he'll cut ties with me back and he'll do it better. Mm. Interesting. So they're just different. Right. Um, a borderline is harder to deal with because they won't let go. Uh, and they feel justified uh, in the abuse that they do because they feel that you deserve it because you are setting a boundary on them. Whereas a true narcissist would just be like, you know, you're going to cut me off. I'll cut you off better. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Now, do you think toxic people can change? No. Wow. No. Okay. I mean, it's simple. They don't have insight. Ah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're if you're above reproach and you have the ability to numb yourself to the effects of your abuse where you see what you're doing is justified, you put that person in front of a therapist, one, they're going to charm the therapist because this has happened to me. Then you confront them and then they threaten to sue you. Have uh. you ever had a toxic person truly come to you and say, I want to change and have been able to? I mean, they can say I want to change, but... Have they been able to actually do the work? Not a truly toxic person, no. Wow. Because a truly toxic person would never have the insight to go there in the first place. That's not how they think. I've had deeply flawed people who feel remorse for their flaws come and change. But a toxic person, they don't feel remorse. They feel absolutely justified to do the things that they do. There's yeah. no remorse. In your book, you do describe um, why people are toxic, why they become toxic. Can you give us just a, a synopsis of that? Well, there's some genetic links to it, but mostly it's your environment. 
right? You either get too much or too little. So if you have a toxic adult child, let's say, you either did too much or too little for that child. And then that child, both ways, if they had too little, they're going to get what's coming to them, whether they'll step on anybody, no matter what, they're going to get theirs because they never got enough. Or if you give a child too much, which would be sort of like our millennials, right? <clears throat> they don't feel like they should have to change. They think the world should change. Mm-hmm. And they all want to be famous and, and on TikTok. And they want to be on Instagram and have four accounts because they're, they want to be famous. They, they don't know what they want to be famous for, but they just want to be famous because, because they should be. Because they're a star. Because they showed up on the team and they didn't win, but they got a trophy. And then what's the difference that you've got two children that are raised in the same environment, but they turn out differently? Is that based on uh, their character or what they are born with, or how would you? Well, you know, in a toxic family, the children are always divided against each other. There's always a scapegoat and a golden. There's a golden child and a scapegoat, nearly always. Uh, It doesn't mean, in in, in reality, uh, that the scapegoat has more hope for life because the scapegoat's always been abused. That was me. So then you question the system. So you actually have a better shot, even though you're more abused, at at a happy life when you question the system. Because you'll question the system and then you'll get out of it. The golden child hates the family system, but can't imagine not having that codependent relationship where they are the star. Uh. So um, all kids have a different set of parents. Because each kid also has their own temperament and it brings out a different parent, right? So, but what I see with healthy parenting is that with healthy parents, their kids move away, they go to college, they don't stay codependent on the family, Uh, the family doesn't guilt them for going away, the family doesn't lay smear campaigns about their kids when they go away, because this sometimes happens, right? The mother feels or father feels abandoned. Mm-hmm. When the child is growing up and they just go to college and now they're abandoned and they're trashing their kids. You know, so sometimes that happens. Mm-hmm. But if you've raised good kids, the greatest heartbreak of parenting is they're going to leave you. But that means, and you've, that means you've done your job You've done right. your job the you've right way, yeah. really well. And you should take it as a compliment. You know what I mean? Like, let's say that you have a kid. Um, like, I have the feeling my daughter will stay near where I am. There's a unique dynamic there. I'm a sole providing single mom. And I have been since she was three. And so we're very close. She has no siblings and she loves all her little friends out here. And she also loves California. Right now, if my daughter wanted to go somewhere else, I would be absolutely thrilled and happy. She's only 16. (laughs) She doesn't know. We don't really know. Right. Mm -hmm. But she does know that she wants to go to a junior college before college because she's just not quite sure if she's ready to know what to do. And on mom, it's going to be easier for me financially if she does that. So we have the kind of a little agreement right now. But eventually, my daughter will go into her own life, whether she stays in California or not. She's going to go away from me. And I'm raising her to do that. I want her to do that. I want her to spread herself outside of me and to do her own thing. And that's a marker of really healthy parenting. So, you know, it's, it's, it's when you have kids that have two different ways of showing up, um, sometimes it is the kid. Sometimes there are kids that I see that have some kind of other thing going on, whether it's 
an access one disorder or they just can't seem to keep their poop in a scoop and another one's really, <laughs> you know, successful. But down the line, years down the line, if it's good parenting, usually both kids find their way. Wow. Right. Even if they had different parents. But in mm-hmm. a toxic family, there's stars and there's scapegoats. And those kids are pitted against each other. And so that's kind of a different scenario. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of mm-hmm. sense. Okay. So Sherry, tell us this. How can people um, listen to your message or other than reading your books, um, which can be found on Amazon, right? Uh-huh. How else can people get get you? Well, the best place to get me, honestly, is on my Facebook page. I have 125,000 followers, and I blog every single day, and I do uh, Thankful Thursday videos that are just three minutes of a quick hack on how to deal with a toxic person. And then I'm in tons of summits, and all of that stuff is on my page. I advertise every summit I'm going to be in. I'm in a Beyond Family Struggles summit right now, and that's going to be happening into January. So... I'm constantly going to be, um, I have five podcasts uh, scheduled already for the rest of this month. So all of that's advertised on my uh, Facebook page. But my website, I did an eight-module course. And you can either order a box that comes with a journal and the the um, hard drive to the course. And it comes with uh, a pen and, and all the things. So there's that and it has all these handouts. Or you can just buy the link online. And it's an eight-module course based on my book, but it's your family with extra information in it. Okay. Tell it's us, great. tell us your website. It's uh, Dr. Sherry Campbell.com. Okay. So S H E R R I E C A M P B E L L. Yeah. And they can just search Dr. Sherry Campbell and yeah. find your thankful. I love your videos, by the way, they are amazing. You. And you're I think the work that you do is amazing, and I it, we are honored to have you on our podcast. Seriously, yes. thank you so thank much you so for much doing for this. taking the time to talk with us. Absolutely, Constance, I did it for you, girl. I adore you. I know you did. I'm thank you, you, Sherry. Something like this. What, yeah, what about me? Special. You're you're okay too, Jerome. <laughs> I adore you. I adore anyone who wants to get this topic out into the world. Thank you, yeah, Sherry. I love you. You're welcome. Love you too. Okay. Mwah. Right, Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So that was Dr. Sherry Campbell. We were so grateful to have such an awesome guest on our podcast. I know. Um, that was that was interesting. Yeah, that was great. That was uh, a really good I, you know what I loved about it is we talk a lot about narcissists and we 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 don't use that as just an adjective. Remember, we're not professionals, but guess what? We, we, we had one actually on. We had a professional on. <laughs> yes, legitimate. Um, so we talk about uh, borderline personality disorder sometimes and narcissists. And I'm really glad that she got to explain the difference between those. And it was nice to be able to get a perspective on, you know, I didn't think she was going to say no when we asked if toxic people change. What'd you think about that? You know, I, I sort of thought she was going to say no when you, you talk about this, the self-reflection. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I, I asked the question because a lot of people want to know that. Well, what if what if they change? What if they you know what if they're willing to to change? And you know my saying. What's your What's your saying? You get a lot of them. Which one? Come on, people do what they do because they are who they are. Yes. You know yes. it's like that. You know, especially after a certain point. I mean, like she said, you can have flaws and want to work on those things, but um, some people are just who they are. I was actually surprised. I didn't think she'd say that. I thought she would say like one in a million. 
or there's mm-hmm. a chance, or I thought she'd say if they really want to. Mm-hmm. She I'll, said no, and d- didn't even she, she, she didn't just, even she hesitate. Go, well, yeah, just no. Yeah, I thought that was that was uh, fascinating. Well, yeah. I will say, you know, I really do wish I would have read this book sooner. I think, I think that a lot of times we're afraid to know the truth, and you can maybe attest to this as well. We're afraid to know the truth because once we see it, we have to deal with it. Sort of yeah. like your bank account. Like sometimes I don't want to know what's in there because I don't want to be, I don't want to have to come to terms with the fact that maybe I spent a little extra money this month. See, I, I like to know stuff. Yeah, so, you've got that engineering mind. No, but here, here's the thing. It's like when, I don't know if we talked about this before, but when people say, oh, I, I don't want to get on the scale. I go, you weigh what you weigh, whether or not you get on the scale. <laughs> not, so it doesn't really help you to not get on the scale. But do you ever notice that some people that do get, like, I will not put some people on the scale because if they see that number, they will go down the rabbit hole and I've lost them. Well, no, I, I, I would never make someone get on the scale, but it's like, I'm just trying to make them realize it's like, you're not, whatever weight you are, it doesn't change because you don't know what it is. Well, this is true, but then you you have to deal with the emotions and all that goes with it. You have to, you have to sit back and think, what did I do? Mm-hmm. to have gained 30 pounds in the last year. And now I have this information and I'm educated on it. I have to do something about it now that I have the info. And the same kind of go- holds mm-hmm. true for when you, when do you remember when you, I don't know if you can recall this. I remember the first time somebody told me that I married another narcissist. And I remember the, it was like the life was sucked out of me. I felt like a pit in my stomach and I just couldn't believe it. It was, I was in shock. And that's when I had to start making changes. Oh, Do you so, remember the first time that you, like it hit you where you were like, I married a toxic woman. Do you remember, do you remember that? Did you have somebody tell you that? Did, like, what was that moment for you? Um, I, you know, I don't, I just started to do a lot of research. I mean, kind of like Sherry said, I mean, trying to understand things, try to, trying to, you know, figure things out. Hmm. I don't know. No one told me. Do you feel like you went through some sort of a grief process? Because you grieve the person that you thought you married or the person that you thought you decided to share your life with and realized that person never even existed? Um, yes, but it was, a, again, it was a gradual process. I think we talked about this before. It wasn't like it hit me all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. It didn't hit me all of a sudden. And also, it wasn't like a thing where everything was terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, there were some good things. The relationship itself just was not healthy. And that's where I sort of started to, I mean, I think I was in the process of, I mean, I was probably in therapy already, but maybe, no, before I went to therapy, actually. And... Um, and I started to just look at, you know, I'm like, well, is this a healthy relationship? What is a healthy relationship? Some relationships are tied. Well, what is a toxic relationship? Or what are the characteristics of this? Oh, this sounds, these things sound familiar. And how long from when you first started researching this did, this is totally you too. You would research something like this and just like learn yeah. and learn and learn. And and that's what I love about you. I'm nothing like that. But uh, we'll get to what I did. But when you 
first started researching this and kind of educating yourself, how long of a process was that until you finally said no more? When you say no more, what do you mean? Like, I'm like, we're going for, a, we're getting a divorce. Well, I mean, I think, I think things were such that my thing was, I didn't have a partner. That was my, yeah. that was my, you know, emotionally, you know, on financially, I don't know what's happening outside. I know, there's um, obviously a lot of emergencies. You know, financially, emotionally, just day to day, I felt like, you know, I don't have a partner. And it wasn't like, okay, and we talk about this and it mm -hmm. changes. It's mm -hmm. like, it's going to be a fight. Um, and so we were talking about getting divorced. And, <clears throat> and I started to do the research then. Mm -hmm. And so I knew it wasn't working. But I hadn't done that research yet to figure things out okay. or start to figure okay. things out. That makes sense. Because you start to question and go, well, am I, am I, is it me? You know, that self-reflection piece. And, and so, you know, I start to do this research. Well, what is a healthy relationship? Well, what's all, well, what is a toxic relationship? Oh, what is, oh, narcissist. That, that kind of sounds like, no, that's not, that's not it. You know, and then I go, BPD kind of, it kind of fits. Again, I'm not a professional but a lot of the you know the things were there and uh, my therapist seemed to agree based on things we talked about mm -hmm. and uh so did I answer your question yes yeah, so, so you kind of started researching it more when divorce was already on the table right once okay. you know once, I, once I'm like okay well is this I wanted to understand it yes. better you, you know, had already it known down. it wasn't working yeah, yeah I got it See, I heard narcissist and I was like, I'm out. Like, <laughs> I mean, that was, that was, I was, I was like, no way. I can't believe I did this again. I did it again. And, mm -hmm. and it was so, there are so many different kinds of narcissists and so many different kinds of different, you know, personality disorders. They don't all show similarly. There are so many variances and I just was, I remember sitting in my therapist's office, like, what? Just dumbfounded. And I mean, I moved quick, you know, so I was like, that's mm -hmm. it. I'm, you know, I, I think it took me a week. Um, I went from there's no way in hell I'm ever getting divorced to a week later. I was like, yep, I'm doing it. Let's go. When do, what, what, what do we got to do to get yeah. this ball rolling? Because I knew I had to get out. Yeah. To get um, started on the third time. <laughs> no, it's going to be a fake marriage the third oh, time. Oh, that's right. My God. A fetting. A fetting. A, a fake fetting, wedding. A fetting. Yes. A fake wedding. Well, I, I thought that was really great. I loved having her on. That was that was fun. Yeah. yeah. We always have, so far, so good. Two two for two. We've got was, two two great guests. That's great. We, we have the professional on, and then we start talking. Um, we probably should have just ended it after she finished. <laughs> <laughs> well, you so, know, we had to give our yeah, synopsis had, yeah. about yeah, how little, it went. A little, little humor. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right well, All right. that's it. Well, I'm Jerome. I'm Constance. And we'll see you next time. See ya.